Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It is on and then it's off. And then it may be back on again. How do you describe, that might be how you describe your dating life in high school. Sure, but what about a date with North Korea? Plus, the biggest political scandal in U.S. history. Or maybe something quite a bit less. And a piece of almost history can be yours, but now on discount. This is the State of America tonight. We'll see what happens. It could even be the 12th. We're talking to them now. They very much want to do it. Got some, uh, possibly some good news on the uh, Korea summit. Welcome to the Trump roller coaster of foreign policy. If they had spies in my campaign, that would be a disgrace to this country. There is no evidence to support any allegation that the FBI placed a spy in the Trump campaign. A confidential informant, not a spy. Hello, everyone. I'm Kate Baldwin, live in New York. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America tonight. He made his name and staked his presidency on one signature skill. I'm a very good deal maker. Believe me. I believe because I'm a deal maker. I'm a great deal maker. That's what I do. I know the best people. I know the best managers. I know the best deal makers. But how's that working out when it comes to North Korea? So far, not so much. But it also might be hard to tell from the whiplash that we're all getting regarding the June 12th summit. Just one day after literally writing to Kim Jong-un that the summit will not take place. Well, now it's this. We're going to see what happens. We're talking to them now. Uh, it was a very nice statement they put out. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It could even be the 12th. We're talking to them now. They very much want to do it. We'd like to do it. We're going to see what happens. So it appears the Princess Bride had it right once again. Mostly dead is not all dead. Well, it just so happens that your friend here is only mostly dead. There's a big difference between mostly dead and all dead. Please open his mouth. Now, mostly dead is slightly alive. Thank you, Billy Crystal, once again. So let's assume that the meeting is slightly alive. She says as she checks her Twitter feed to make sure that she's still correct for an update. Or think of it another way, courtesy of Republican Senator Lindsey Graham. I talked to the president yesterday. He said that uh, he thought they were playing him. He thinks China is sort of pulling back North Korea. Speaking of pulling back, gone was the typical inflammatory threat of nuclear annihilation that often comes from North Korea when it offers up a response. Instead, something very different, downright also almost normal. Here is a quote. We are willing to give time and opportunity to the U.S., always with a big and open mind. 
And that is the only thing I feel confident of right now. The fact that the door is at least open slightly, as the president had put it. The door is even open for maybe even talks on the original June 12th date that they had set, at least says White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders. We're always going to be prepared. And if the meeting takes place on June 12th, we'll be ready. If it takes place on July 12th, we'll be ready. June, July. Who knows? It's still in the works. Well, moving on, though, something else that the president so far is coming up short on in terms of making deals is another big declaration. His unproven claims the FBI placed a spy in his campaign. For weeks, the president and his allies have been demanding information from the Justice Department about what started the Russia investigation, and that then turned into pushing the conspiracy that it was a spy And then, according to Donald Trump, quote, it's starting to look like one of the biggest political scandals in U.S. history. And then there was this. We now call it Spygate. You're calling it Spygate. A lot of bad things have happened. I want them all to get together. They'll sit in a room. Hopefully they'll be able to work it out among themselves. (laughs) After all that lead up, you sure would think there'd be a big announcement out of the classified intelligence briefing that happened on Capitol Hill yesterday. People in the meeting with Department of Justice officials. So far, though, coming out, pretty much crickets or nothing new. Watch. Were you surprised with what you learned? Uh, Nothing particularly surprising. Um, But uh, again, it was classified, so there's no real real report I can give to you. Nothing we heard today has changed our view that there is no evidence to support any allegation that the FBI or any intelligence agency placed a spy in the Trump campaign or otherwise failed to follow appropriate procedures and protocols. One thing we do know, at least, House Speaker Paul Ryan doesn't want to talk about it. Is it appropriate for the president to float the notion that there may have been spies implanted in his campaign? And this could be the biggest political scandal in history without having any evidence to support that notion. Look, uh, we know Russia meddled in our election. Uh, we know that there was an effort to get to the bottom of that. And we're going to find out uh, how all that took place. Uh, a lot of this is classified, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, we're going to have more briefings on just this today. Do you honestly believe that there were spies I don't know the answer to that question. Campaign? And I don't want to hear your questions anymore. Now to a little breaking news on the cart before the horse front. A a commemorative coin that was produced ahead of the North Korea summit before there was really anything to commemorate. Well, it is on sale. It's for sale in the White House gift shop right now. And it is now not just for sale. It is on sale, like on discount. They list it as the deal of the day from $24.95, now down to, you can get it for $19.95. Don't delay, folks. Operators are standing by. And who knows? You might want to get it now before the price jumps back up again if the summit's rescheduled. Or maybe it won't be. I don't know. Retail's tough. One person I know already has more than one commemorative coin on hold. CNN's Caitlin Collins live at the White House. Caitlin, canceled, not canceled. Which is it? What is going on? Well, Kate, it's a good thing we bought refundable tickets for this trip because after just 24 hours ago, the president canceling this summit, saying he didn't think now was the appropriate time for him to meet with Kim Jong-un. The president today signaling that the summit could be back on once again, telling reporters today that it certainly could happen. 
once again on June 12th in Singapore as originally scheduled. So there's a lot of confusion here. The president saying that it could be back on, also saying that they are back in touch with the North Koreans and that uh, U.S. officials have been in touch with them today after just yesterday, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said on Capitol Hill that the North Koreans had essentially gone dark in recent days and that with uh, advanced planning staff that go ahead to the site of the summit, uh, the U.S. advanced staff showed up that the North Koreans uh, stood them up and did not show up there. So after that happening, the president now saying the U.S. and North Korea are back in touch, sounding uh, pretty optimistic this morning in response to North Korea's response to him calling off the meeting. Uh, of course, in that, that statement, North Korea said they were still willing to meet. The president seemed to receive that pretty well today, and it seems to be signaling that it could still happen. But while the president is saying that, he's kind of sending his aides scrambling for what to tell reporters. Uh, we spoke with Sarah Sanders. She said it could be June 12th, July 12th, or whenever. So there doesn't seem to be a lot of clarity here. And one thing I should note that just uh, speaks to the lack of clarity is that there is an advance team going that was scheduled to go to Singapore today. Uh, they would arrive there on Sunday on the 28th. And right now, the White House still hasn't been able to answer if they're getting on a plane to Singapore or not. I mean, it's about three plus weeks away. At some point, don't they need to call it? That's the question here. You would think so. And a lot of people inside this White House do are deeply skeptical that now after so much has happened, after they've canceled it uh, and things have been so up in the air over the last few days since North Korea first initially threatened to pull out of the meeting, uh, right. staff seem to be uh, unbelievable that that could actually happen on June 12th. As one remarked yesterday when they were briefing reporters on the cancellation of the summit, they said that June 12th is in 10 minutes, uh, essentially <laughs> speaking to how little time there is in between now and then a summit that would require vast amounts of planning. But, of course, if President Trump makes the call at the end of the day that he wants that summit to happen in Singapore on June the 12th, the staffers are going to have to get in line and make that summit happen, Kate. This is show is a new kind of diplomacy that we are watching play out, if that is what we're looking at play out. Great to see you, Caitlin. Thank you. Coming up for us, is President Trump a deal maker or the ultimate deal breaker? President's negotiating style under fire in the wake of the failed North Korea summit, or maybe unfailed. Honestly, I don't know. So now what? The panel's here. Everyone plays games. So, says President Trump at least, today floating the idea that the summit with North Korea that he canceled could take place after all. Uncanceled. It's a real word. So, what kind of game is this then? And is anyone winning? And is anyone having fun yet? The panel tonight, Evan Siegfried is here, Republican strategist and author of GOP, GPS. Caitlin Huey Burns is a national political reporter for Real Clear Politics. Steve Rogers is a member of President Trump's re-election campaign advisory board. And Catherine Rempel is a CNN political commentator and Washington Post columnist. Hey, everybody. It's like the funniest thing on the most deadliest, serious, deadly serious of topics, Kaylin. Yeah. It's on, it's off. No one knows what it is right now. But what are we watching play out? Is this Trump diplomacy? It, it could be. I mean, remember, uh, he said last week that it might be on, it might be off. Today, they actually canceled it. Or yesterday, they actually canceled it. Now he's saying it might even happen on the exact date that it was planned to happen. Um, this could be something that, um, you know, the president is using, perhaps, as, as the White House is saying, as a way to kind of say, look, I'm only wanting the best deal, and so I'm going to pull out if I think it's necessary. Of course, this raises a lot of questions about what the president is actually doing and what actually comes next, right? I mean, 
does the president ramp up his uh, rhetoric as it pertains to North Korea? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you have lots of Republicans on Capitol Hill saying we need to exert, you know, high pressure on North Korea, but also on China. Mm -hmm. How does that relationship factor into this? There are a lot of moving pieces that I don't think the president has actually explained uh, what happens next, just kind of throwing his arms Can you up. make the case, Steve, that this is all part of Donald Trump's plan? Yeah, I, I got to tell you, uh, Kate, the North, <laughs> yeah, this whole the, thing the, like this the North Korean dictator grossly underestimated Donald Trump. To begin with, he never expected him to say yes to the summit. And then, secondly, he never expected him to pull out of the summit. So the, uh, uh, I, I always say this, the brilliancy of the businessman in the White House got this guy boxed in a corner where now it's his move. Do you think the president underestimated Kim Jong-un? Not at all. Not at all. He played him good. And it's the North Korean dictator that has everything to lose. We have nothing to lose. But I will say this. Little, I'd, I'd like to know what went on in that Chinese conversation when uh, the, the North Korean dictator went to China. I'd like to Do you know. Think, you think President Trump played this perfectly? Perfectly. Perfectly. Uh, I think it's the other way where he thinks he played it and he's actually been played himself. And that shows how good the North Koreans were. Remember last week we sent an American delegation over to uh, lay the groundwork with their North Korean counterparts. The North Koreans didn't show up. So that shows that there's a real problem. And then North Korea also last week or the week before. We got said, three. Hold on. Yeah. It was said that we were, uh, they were not going to denuclearize. And yes, it's great we got the hostages yes, back. Yes, we got and the three president hostages should be, back. The president should Success. absolutely uh, be commended but for that. But that's not the ultimate but goal, though. Steve. the ultimate no, goal no, is to good, get a unified Korea. And unfortunately, and I've been a big hawk on Korea, that will not happen. The president hasn't talked about any human rights violations. He is putting hundreds of thousands of his people in death camps. And he won't bring that but, up. But in the most immediate sense, if the North Koreans go radio silent, if the North Koreans don't show up for planning meetings, and if this thing was planned, was the president right then to say, we're out? Yeah, he was right. And I do think that there will ultimately be a summit. Yep. I'm not necessarily thinking June 12th because of the lack of planning meetings and the North Koreans not well, willing to engage. I, I don't even know why the White House is floating that, maybe just to be unpredictable, but why even float that it could still happen on June 12th? At this point, it sounds... To the untrained ear and eye, a bad idea. Like, there needs to be conversation. Like, this is the opportunity to get the cart and the horse in the right order. The whole thing is very bizarre. I have no doubt that there are always a lot of negotiations when there are high-level sensitive talks. It's just they're not public. In this case, the negotiation has been televised, right? It's been tweeted, and that's what's so bizarre about all of this. It's not that there isn't normally a lot of jockeying with yeah. foreign governments about how are we going to come to a decision. It's that you don't have these weird, like, salvos on Twitter and on, you know, and, and in press releases. Well, that's what's so bizarre also, about it. Also, the jockeying back and forth often happens below the principles level. Yes, absolutely, with the subject matter experts. We don't even actually have an ambassador to North Korea, excuse me, to North Korea. To South <laughs> Korea. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have an ambassador in place for South Korea. Um, you know, a lot of high-level staffers at the State Department, uh, regional experts across, you know, in, in regions across the mm -hmm. world have left. So the State Department has sort of been hollowed out, and you would normally expect them to be taking the lead on this. You would normally have a lot of the discussions happening at the staffer level, not just with uh, the, the Koreas, but also with China. And, and the, the, the pattern that we've seen actually throughout this presidency is that instead of relying on the, the lower-level people mm -hmm. to work out the details, again, in quiet, Plus. Uh, behind closed doors, but what, what it's gets happening on Twitter. But what is going to be the deciding factor on what gets them to the table? If at first they just were going to go to the table, right, with really there weren't any preconditions or anything that was really set, and then they left the table 
because either North Koreans didn't show up to plan logistics or it's because the North Koreans called Pence a dummy. I'm not I, sure which one or a combo de meal deal. Is the thing that's going to get him back to the table just not calling Mike Pence a dummy? I have such trouble believing that it was the Mike Pence thing that really did it, right? Dummy that, that, is a harsh term, Caitlin. The president it has hurts. put Pence out on a limb on several occasions. Look, I think, you know, what was interesting about this meeting in the first place was that the president kind of just agreed to do it without really consulting many people, right? right. He just said, you know, the South Koreans were, were there and they kind of announced it. Now, I, I, don't, I don't think they ever left the table. I think there's a lot of back-channeling going on as we're talking about this. A lot of public posturing, but... Even when the president says the summit's canceled yesterday, we shouldn't believe it. Well, no, we should believe it, all right? What? We Wait. should, uh, for this reason. They're either at the table or not. Well, well, what no, table no. are you I, sitting I, in? Look what North Korea did. They're <laughs> coming back and they want to talk again. But what is, what is the end goal? I mean, the, the president had... The end goal is to sit down, the denuclearize North Korea, uh, the Korean Peninsula. But at the end of the what day, evidence is there that that will they haven't even agreed to what denuclearization actually means. Yeah. And we're not even getting to verification. That's been one of the big problems going along because... In South Korea and North Korea, they have a different version than what we believe denuclearization is. Also, if this was part of a pl grand plan, as you said, yeah. why didn't we tell our allies who were caught completely off guard? Like South President Korea, Moon, yeah. Moon Jae-in is embarrassed and dumbfounded. If you saw South Korea's statement saying, we have no idea why Donald Trump just did this. Our allies who are key to help us here were confused and even the diplomatic well, corps didn't and know And why not happened. lay the groundwork? Why not... Why not get this one, and I'm not saying be conventional Republican. I'm saying just get this one right in the order of operation. Why not lay the groundwork, not get out in front of your skis, so there's a higher probability of success, whatever you deem that why, to be. Why claim well, the, the Nobel Prize before you actually... I don't know. Well, some, he, some he might made say. clear, the president made clear in the beginning that he's going to be very unpredictable, and he sure I get is. It. Do you, I, I get it, Steve, but don't you think that you, before you show up to a meeting, you should know the definition of terms? Ever. Not, forget North Korea. Well, I'm saying like to a PTA meeting. Well, with he's kid. made it clear what the president is. He's made it clear what his terms are. And if the North Korea can't come to those terms, then there will no, not but be the a But his was terms, what about verification? The Here's the thing. The, the president was already applauding that North Korea said that they were going to agree to denuclearization. Yep. That's not it. North Korea didn't agree that they're going to denuclearize because mm -hmm. we don't know what the, their, defi their definition well. over history has been quite different. Yeah, they have agreed to denuclearize before and then you can't see air quotes mm -hmm. on Twitter so easy. That's a problem. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's a problem. All we'll right, find a way. stand by, guys. Love <laughs> to come. Coming up from Spygate to crickets, what came out of the much discussed, much debated confidential briefings on the Russia investigation and the FBI's confidential source? Does it change the game? The panel is back. spying they did on the Trump campaign. I'm shocked to hear that they put a spy in the campaign. Spy inside the Trump campaign, back to the FBI. FBI spies, or maybe two spies. It looks as if there could have been a second spy. These spy revelations. Spies in this campaign. That there was a spy inside. To spy on the Republican candidate for president. If there's a spy, they got nothing from it. If they ran a spy ring, that is an absolute red line. Those are some of the things that the president, President Trump's allies have been saying recently. Are you sensing a theme? The president has said it's starting to look like the biggest political scandal in U.S. history. So now out of the meeting, the big confidential meeting on Capitol Hill. Now what? Spy? No spy? Why is no one talking? Let's get back to it. Caitlin, 
weeks of talking, weeks of lead up, demanding, demanding they have documents, demanding they have information, a briefing from justice officials, and then it happens. And it's either now crickets or they say nothing new here or nothing to see here. Mm-hmm. So can we now conclude that this whole thing's been overblown? Well, I think the president is going to keep up with it no matter what came out of that meeting because he's been trying. We know he's been trying to undermine this investigation from the start. This allows him, as you just played those clips, to get to the people that he wants to get to to say, look, this whole investigation from the very beginning was tainted. Right. That's the message. And you're actually seeing that start to take hold in public polling, not only among Republicans, but among some independents as well. And that is uh, very dangerous in terms of getting all the facts out there. The president has had lots of opportunities to, uh, you know, kind of step back from this, right? And let not. this all play out from itself. The IG investigation, I think, would be uh, very telling. We saw that in the case and, and of Andrew and, McCabe. And look, let's, but the wait interjections. See, let's wait to see uh, let's exactly. wait to see what comes out of it. That's what everyone has said. But Steve, Lindsey Graham, speaking out, a supporter of Trump's, not a supporter of Trump sometimes, but does speak the truth and does like to call BS. Lindsey Graham says it isn't Spygate. An informant is not a spy. Do you concede that this do you concede that this was just a way to undermine the investigation? No. Uh, to begin with, I don't think Donald Trump is responsible for undermining the investigation. You look at the upper echelon of the FBI, the McCabe's, the Comey's. I mean, I said from the beginning that that whole investigation was compromised. They're S- all registered Republicans. Well, well, it, it doesn't matter. They're protecting. I worked, I worked in law enforcement for 38 years. I've never seen a, a, an extended fishing expedition like this. And when you Not look at who's fish. connected, you looked at who's connected to... The uh, Clinton campaign. Who's connected to the opposition of Donald oh, Trump? Comey but is my, connected to the Clinton campaign. My, I think the no, Clinton campaign would beg to differ about that. The, the investigators on Mueller's team. Then how come they that. didn't leak it during so, the campaign? Well, yeah. well, well, that, that would have been. They, to, if they really to, they took to, pains to hide it. Yeah, if they really anything. wanted to hurt Donald Trump, they would have perp walked. But here's my They would have announced on TV. Just like if they were after the Russians, you know what you do? You go to the campaign. You tell them, look, we got an investigation, and you wire up the the people who the Russians are looking at. They didn't do that. They were going after the they president. Were Catherine, not to be Catherine is it, when it all comes down to this, when they are so sure there's going to be a spy in the campaign and they don't want to leave it to the inspector general to look at, they just want to talk about it first, is it all come down to this, what Leslie Stahl said a while back. Listen to this. And at one point he started to attack the press. And it's just me and my boss and him. In a, he has a huge office. And he's attacking the press. And there were no cameras, there was nothing going on. And I said, you know, that is getting tired. Why are you doing this? You're doing it over and over and it's boring and it's, it's time to end that. You know, you've won the nomination. And uh, why do you keep hammering at this? And he said, you know why I do it? I do it to discredit you all and demean you all so when you write negative stories about me, no one will believe you. Apply it to the press or apply it to an investigation he doesn't want to see happen? I think any source of accountability, he's going to hammer at anything he can, anything to, to suggest that um, any source of accountability that might come up with something that is unflattering about him is not credible, whether or not those allegations are actually true. We don't I think we've, this is not a surprise. This, this comment that Leslie Stahl mentioned, people were like aghast. They were shocked. I think this was well, this is like an open secret. But that she said it and that, she, that he said it to her. We don't have time for it, but I'm going to fit it in. Important part. It is Friday. Who won the week? You get to tell me, and it can be on the news or off. Caitlin, who won the week? 
I think women candidates across the country won, won the week. In Georgia, uh, the first uh, black uh, American was uh, woman was chosen to be a nominee, so we'll see how that goes. Evan? I would say the Me Too movement, because Harvey Weinstein today being arrested and charged with rape, that's 25 years, plus you have the Morgan Freeman accusations mm -hmm. against him, and then what happened to Jessica Walter in the New York Times interview yeah. for Arrested Development, where her cast browbeat her to forgive Jeffrey Tambor, and then the reaction where people... Uh, the cast ended up apologizing. What do you think, Catherine? Who won the week? I would say ZTE, uh, the ah. Chinese telecom giant that has admitted to illegally violating our sanctions against North Korea and Iran, has been uh, penalized by the Trump administration, mind you, has been called a national security threat by our own intelligence agencies, and now uh, Trump apparently wants to alleviate their suffering and instead is saying that the car industry, which is dominated by our allies, is in fact a national security threat. It's all threat. part of trade negotiations, or not, depending on who you talk to, yes. Trump or his, everybody else in his administration. And Steve, who won the week? Kate, I believe our American veterans, because whether you're left, right, Democrat, Republican, or in between, we're all Americans, and we all love our veterans and honor those who served. And there was the big graduation ceremony that, yeah. uh, in Annapolis that the president spoke at today. And as we leave, we are all going to be celebrating, as Steve is pointing to, Memorial Day weekend. Thank you all for being Thank here. You. At least we all can come together around one thing, is that it's great that it's the weekend. This is day 491 of President Trump's administration. It's also 165 days, friends, until the midterm elections. That's the state of America tonight. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Nope, next week. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.